Our buddy Bill Ingvall, the comedian, is going to be on Last Man Standing tonight, Fox 8 o'clock. It's been a while. Bill, what's going on? Hello, Billy. Jerry, how are you? I am well, thank you. I'm loving this. You know, the fact that you and I are even still in the business is an assessment that nobody knows what's going on. Well, you're being very generous if you're considering me in the business. But, uh, yeah, Tor- Torg and I were excited. You are getting some good recurring role. You're you're killing it on Last Man Standing, man. Congratulations. Thank you. You know, well, Jerry, it's one of those things that's, it's a role that it, every once in a while you get one that just really kind of fits. And uh, this Reverend Paul character, I really enjoy doing. And uh, it's fun to work with Tim and work opposite Tim. Uh, and then uh, plus I get to see Nancy Travis, who played my sure. wife on my show. So uh, it's, you know what, it's, it's one of those things. And this is a very funny episode about uh, the the church team bowled against the outdoor man team. So it's uh and uh, and one of us has to take Kristoff, and he's uh, <laughs> he's not a good bowler. So it's a really funny story. And plus, you know, the thing that's great about this show is the writing staff are guys we all know. It's Pat Bullard, it's Matt Barry, yeah, Ed Yeager, you know, all these great comics, and they they know how to write. They 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 get it. And that just I, I'm telling you something, dude. I've done a lot of sitcoms. Right. Tim show, Tim show is the only one that I've done that on tape day, we start taping at six and we are done by eight o'clock. I mean, it is like, they've got it down to such a machine that it's just a joy. Yeah. That's a credit to Tim too. Yeah. Jerry, he just yeah. named all your buddies on the writing staff, except for you. Except for- <laughs> <laughs> hey Bill, let's, let's take everybody back a few years. You know, uh, years ago, we're all in the clubs. We're all working and fighting for position and moving to LA or New York and doing all that. And you break through, and some guys are jealous, some guys are happy, I was thrilled for you. What was that first Tonight Show like? Because that was back then, that was what all anybody wanted was the Tonight Show. Do you remember your first yeah. appearance? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, you're right. That That's a great way to set it up. It was it was your holy grail. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you got on the Tonight Show with Johnny, and the thing was... It, there had been rumors that he was going to retire. So, you know, it was a rush to get on it. Because, uh, you know, it just, and nothing against uh, the new hosts of these shows, but these talk shows are not near what they used to be. Correct. Um, used to be that you did Tonight Show, it was a, you you got a boost in your career. A life changer, you know? yeah. Yeah, you do the Tonight Show, you're lucky if you get somebody to go, oh, are you on there? The, uh, so, I got, I finally got the nod and I was just ecstatic. And we get to the studio, and I remember on TV it looked so big. It was the tiniest, it's the tiniest little studio. And I get there, and the producer walks in and says, how you doing, Bill? Welcome to the show. He said, come on out. I'm going to show you how this works. So we walk out, and he said, you can stand right here. Johnny's going to call your name. You're going to walk out. He said, you see that star right there? And I said, yeah. He goes, don't stand on that star. That's Johnny's star. You're back here for the T for talent. And so, <laughs> so I so I go, okay, now I'm trying to remember where I'm supposed to stand. And uh, the, the the they said, Johnny's, after you're set, Johnny's going to call you over. And I was like, oh, my God, this is like a dream. 
So I go backstage and I'm in my dressing room and thank God this uh, friend of mine dropped by. She, uh, she had done the tonight show and she said, when you walk out there, she said, look at doc, look at Johnny and look at Ed and then do your stuff because it gets so you're so overwhelmed. I mean, everybody was there. The whole group was there. Yeah. Wow. That's very cool. It seemed like, it seemed like I was out there for three seconds. Yeah. What happened happened was before I went out, this ding dong, uh, from Saturday night live, the blonde girl, um, Victoria Prince or, uh, Victoria Jackson. Victoria Jackson. Was yes. She went, she went long and I got bumped oh. on the couch. I was, I hated her every since. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a very Reverend Paul like. <laughs> no, I'm, let me tell you something. I'm going to go Tiger King on her. I'm going to swear to God. <laughs> so, Bill, not, I ever- that I hold, not that I hold any grudges. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. You're over it. Yeah. I sit in front of a, uh, my own video camera with a mannequin, and I go, so, Victoria, why don't you tell us some more about your boring little career so we can fuck <laughs> your leg ball <laughs> So, Bill Inball's with us. Watch tonight on Fox, 8 o'clock, Last Man Standing. Now, uh, Bill, you, I don't know if you remember. Do you remember what you did the day after taping the Blue Collar Comedy Tour when you were in Phoenix? Do you remember? We weren't we... Didn't we go to a Waffle House? Yes, I was just... I wow, was, good I, memory. I was on the Tim and Mark show, and we all broadcast from the Waffle House that day. That's right, and Ron was hung over as a... I think dog. he showed up. I was just telling Jerry, I think Ron showed up like three hours late. Yeah, and it was <laughs> hot, and like we were... I was tired, and Ron came in, and he was hung over, and we had, you know, it was taking forever. It was just like, oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were sitting in a booth at the Waffle House all day <laughs> in the morning. It was like, you know, 7 in the morning. So when you and, were. But you know what the funny thing is? We were getting paid to do that. There was people who sat there all day long who didn't make a cent. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, I always tell my kids, you could see the back of my head in that special. There's me again. There's my head again. There's my head again. We see it, Dad. We see it. Yeah, but uh, from that, no, you were headlining before, but people probably recognize you when you first hit the national stage from that DVD. Did it kind of that from that point on, even though you're headlining, did that kind of change your life of how you were perceived on a national level? Oh, without a doubt. But you know, I, I'll tell you this, Torg. It uh, it also was a, a double-edged sword. Uh, Blue Collar was great. Blue Collar made me a household name uh, across the country. But when it came to roles like acting, television had a very specific way they looked at us. And unfortunately, it was they looked at us as like we were all like like dance, like Larry, like Larry. Yeah. Yeah. And so all the roles I was getting for a long time were just, I go, I don't want these. I don't know. That's just, you know, like, hey, you know, like the Tiger King kind of role. I yeah. Mean, it was just like, you know, uh, and so, and it was funny because it reminded me of a story. Uh, years ago, I did a corporate job with George Lindsay. Now, for those of your listeners who are too young for this, he played Goober on uh, Andy Griffith's show. Right. Yeah. And we did a corporate show together and we were sitting at the bar afterwards, just kind of talking. And I said, you know, I said, George, I go, I go, if you look back over your career, would you change anything? 
He said, I'd have never done the Andy Griffith show. I said, why? I said, that was what you, how you got known. He said, Billy goes, I'm a Shakespearean trained actor. He said, after I did that role, he said, I never got another serious role in my life. He said, as soon as I'd walk in, they go, hey, do Judy, Judy, Judy. You know, it's like he said, it killed his career. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's it. And that being said, though, you had a nice CMT has been very good to you. Oh, CMT's been just the best to me. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I kind of wish CMT would go back to uh, letting us do videos again with country singers because the singers loved it because it, it showed a side of them that their fans didn't know. You know, they're not just sure. or whatever. But, uh, yeah, you know, it, it, you, 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 you kind of had to be in a direction. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with the stand-up market because it's going to change. They're going to, you're right, Jerry. They're yep. going to want to get out, but then their thoughts going to hit. Do I really want to be sitting in a theater with 3000 people? You know, cause it's not like the virus is going away. Yeah. Well, you're funny. We'll risk it. If it's a ham and egger, we probably won't. Yeah. <laughs> Vic- Victoria Jackson. No, yeah, she's well, screaming. Well, yes. <laughs> I'm glad I've moved out of the breakfast club. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, we'll be watching tonight at 8 on Fox. You're the best. Tell Tim Allen I said hello, and uh, we love you. God bless you. you. Hey, you guys, uh, you and your family, stay safe, stay well.